So I was thinking the other day, right, my country, they want to have all electric cars and no petrol, no diesel, no even hybrid cars in 20 years, a.k.a. England's going to have no car on the road that is, that is petrol or diesel. It's all going to be electric. Now, is that realistic? Is it possible for every car to be electric? No. Just, just, the, just the workforce and manufacturing alone, is, that's, that just sounds impossible. And then you have to get the oil companies out of it. I mean, that's, you say 20 years? Yeah, so in, I think it's 2040, 20, 20, um, the new Prime Minister Boris Johnson wants to have all cars electric. Now, just thinking about how many trucks we have, I have to travel like hundreds of miles across the UK. How is an electric car going to power up a truck? that will last for like, say, 12 hours. And then when he stops in the middle of the highway on like an 80-mile road, like motorway, they're going to be like a random electric charging <laughs> socket along the way. Like, and then all the petrol stations will be flooded with people trying to charge their car. Every time someone goes to Scotland, for example, from where I live, which is, say, like nine hours, how many times are they going to have to stop? Where are they going to stop? There's going to be thousands of cars just randomly parked up. They're going to have to create like fields with like thousands of spaces, solar panels next to it, and have charging points. And that'll be the new petrol station. And then, as you know, oil and gas will go out of business. And then like governments will crumble because they're all funded <laughs> by like rich oil people. So there's it's easy, it's easy, easier said than done. Let's save the planet, make everything electric. Oh, that's lovely. We're going to live forever. Nice, healthy lungs. But the reality is, making electric like <laughs> yeah well electric's not as, as clean as everybody thinks either well like you're talking about just the just the infrastructure to put in charging stations and all that across uh, you know the country that that that's a that's a multi multi-year decade you know problem right there just to just to run that and then you have to switch all. You have to have all these factories switch over to. It's a totally different technology. So we don't. We, there's not even the workforce available to to build this. Let I mean, not. You're talking engineers, um, just uh, factory workers. Like, you know, you don't have a hundred years. It just seems that seems totally implausible. And then you need to like create solar panels. Enough solar panels, which creates time. Then you got the China to get them to make it. And then like. It's, it's like even when you like have a generator to store the power that creates that needs energy that needs energy from another source so that's like right. bitcoin there's so much energy to power the, the mining for bitcoin that that actually becomes like very bad for the environment because of all the energy that's needed for bitcoin it's the same as a uh, solar panel stuff uh, eventually you need something that will need to be powered by the you know it needs to be powered in order to provide the electricity that you're just going to go around in circles like Right. Well, then, the, then the next problem you have is you're always going to have the people in charge are going to own the electric. So then, the more you need it, the more they're going to charge. So then, once it becomes a price thing, then yeah, even if it is better, um, you know, even if it's more sustainable, it's not going to be cheaper. And that's all people really care about. Like, and that's just the truth. People, I mean, people are self you know, preservationists, <laughs> they, they, they care how much they pay to get from here to work. They don't care what they use. They, they, you know, some people do, but. That's the thing, right? If, if in 25 years, all cars have to be electric, how about some guy who's just bought a 200,000 pound Lamborghini, right? What does he do with that car? He can't just like, because Lamborghinis are going to be like, they're going to be like a waste of money. It's like people buying Bitcoin when it's a pound and they've already bought it for five grand. No one's going to buy it. So you've got 200 grand Lamborghini. Right. As the time approaches, at what point do you stop buying Lamborghinis? Because in five years, it's going to be illegal and banned. So no one's going to buy cars pretty much in the next 10 years because most people say I have their car for 10 years. Exactly. It's going to be worthless. Or government are going to be like, sorry, you can't buy this. You have to buy another one. So then it's like, well, who bails out the cars? Does the government give like a tax rebate of the value of your car so you can get an electric car? And how are companies supposed to stop manufacturing all these cars that have got lined up around the world and start creating electric cars. If Nissan is behind the technology or, you know, Ford haven't got that many electric cars, what, what the fuck are they going to do? They can't just suddenly make all these cars. They need to test it and then demonstrate it and then make sure it works fine. And then what happens if there's problems and there's a water leak and then, you know, and then all these other cars that they've got, where are all the cars going to go? Just going to go scrapyards? Like, 
got fucking yeah. billions of cars. Where are they going to go? It's just, yeah. it's just so unrealistic. And you're not. When it, so, and it also means you would have to stop making one, and then so for ten years you're not going to have a new vehicle. And then, like, okay, say me, I'm in the construction industry. You know, a ton of big trucks. Uh, you know, to haul things. A ton of you know large flatbeds. How do you replace that? I mean, that's a. There's a difference between an electric motor that can get a. Um, you know, a Fiat around as opposed to a, you know, a large truck with pulling a trailer with a bulldozer on it. <laughs> that's, that's a huge leap in technology that we haven't even seen yet. Yeah, it's, it's like, um, yeah, it's like cryptocurrency. Everyone's just like buying into it. And really no one has a clue like how actually going to fit into society. Like it's banned pretty much everywhere. So it's like when you regulate it, what happens then? It's like when you legalize cannabis, do you let do you release everyone in prison that's been to prison on a cannabis it, charge? Because right. if, if now if it's now not a law, I mean the reason why they were in prison is because it was a law. Technically, anyone who's been in possession of cannabis should be let out. So does that mean you let everybody out? Technically, yes, because it's not technically a law anymore. Right. Um, like electric cars, it's just I do believe that everyone's house is going to have. They're, everyone's going to become um, energy energy independent. Where we'll have our own solar panels, we'll have our own generator. We won't rely on big companies to provide electricity. We'll just have our own. Um, and and for some, like technology will be so energy efficient that the energy you have from your solar panel will be enough to power well, that's it. That's true. Yeah. We won't, we won't have like massive big TVs back in the day where it just took so much energy. We will be able to have enough energy. Like there'll be windmills on the roof. There'll be solar panels. We will become independent where we won't rely on corporations for like food or governments. It's just we'll become a small tribe to a big tribe, back down to a small tribe. Um, yeah, manufacturing of cars will have to stop in say you know ten years if people yeah. end up having it for ten years because they're not going to buy a car that they don't have to sell in five years. I mean, right. and where's the government going to get money from to bail out the rest of the value of your car? I mean. It's fucking. It's it's just bizarre. It's like it's like like shooting somebody's head and their brain splatters everywhere. <laughs> you can't mop up all the blood and all the bone and all the bone fragments that are everywhere. It's just too much. Where do you start? I mean, yeah. I just obviously it is good because it'd be less noisy and it will be healthier. But it's not realistic, is it really? No, but I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I think sometimes they you. you put a huge goal out there that's impossible and then when you back it off people are like okay i can live with that like make it like you said make it so overwhelming that people can't get their brain wrapped around it and then when you back it off you know halfway people are like okay okay i can get with that like i can i can uh i can deal with uh you know one electric car per household you know maybe 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 put limitations on the gas powered ones like uh so many miles a year like they come up with some sort of gray area then people can deal with it that's it. But humans, just by nature, if you start here and then add, automatically. Well, I, know, I should I shouldn't say humans. I only know Americans, but we tend to uh, we tend to backlash quickly when they start when they add, you know, to our expectations. So if you start here, you work your way down. That's the thing. I think that you know this is all to do with like climate change and stuff. Whether it's human related or not, irrelevant. It's to do with climate change, and I think that all this is about keeping the planet strong for the next generation and humans beyond us. So it's like we are doing something in 20 years, which is supposed to affect the billions of years on the planet. And you can't just, if we've evolved to this point over time, you can't just change everything in 20 years. Like no. we've gone from like horses to, to small engines, to cars, to planes and stuff. You can't just like cut it like that. It's like giving a kid a dummy and then when he's five years old, you take it out of his mouth. He's had it for five years. He's like, why have you taken my dummy? Like, yeah. And you pulled it out. And you're basically saying, suck on your thumb or something. Find someone yeah. else to suck on. And he's yeah. like, but I want the dummy. And he's like, nope. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, you're exactly right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what happens when you take, uh, well, I mean, um, I guess that's politics. So we don't want to talk politics. But I'm just like, you're exactly right. There's certain things when uh, you start restricting them in a country, people get real like, well, we've always had it. You know, that's that's always the argument. Well, it's always been this way. And um, I don't know, maybe we're at the point where we maybe we have to be so drastic that this is the only chance we got as, a, you know, just as sustainable planet. I, I don't know. I'm not I, I wish I was 
I, I try to keep that out of my head because it's it's hard to get up and go to work every day if, if you're you know if you start thinking about the reality of the world. So, you know, you do something frivolous to distract you from it. I mean, that's what Amer- that's what the world's about now is distractions, right? I mean, whether it's video games you or what know. we're doing now, or TV or movies or whatever, anything to keep me think from thinking about the reality of the situation. Have you seen those machines that go in the ocean and they suck up plastic? It's like a little, um, like a, a square machine boat and it like creates a current and it sucks up anything, whether it's a twig, a log, a dead body, a shoe, it'll just suck up stuff. So like when um, boats carry crates of like shoes across the Atlantic Ocean and there's a spill of shoes, it'll suck up the shoe. Have you seen that? I heard about that. I've heard about it. I haven't seen it yet. So that's a real thing. Yeah, it's interesting, like, how it can just do that. Like, just as a principle of, like, when you cut your grass, it's therapeutic. You see all the grass, and then you cut it, and you go there, 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 and it's cut. When you see, like, shit in the ocean, forgetting about humans and global warming and shit, if you see stuff in the ocean and you don't want it there, like a swimming pool net, there's leaves in your pool, and you start hooking up the leaves, it's a good feeling. So you've got this machine going around the ocean and the rivers, sucking out, you know, twigs and plastic and shit, it's, it's a nice idea when you think about how animals won't choke on it anymore or get caught in it. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Well, and that, and it just makes you feel, it feels like you're making progress. I don't care if it's clear down to the base level of uh, if I go out and kind of just uh, clean out my car a little bit, throw out some trash, dust it off, I, st- I feel better about it. I feel like, you know, so I think it's the same thing, just in a giant scale. But Absolutely. Well, that's when I start thinking. That's when I try to keep my head from thinking too far because I'm like, okay, we've sucked all this up. Now, where did you put it? Because there's no room for it. And then I, you know, I start going down that road. So then I, I try to put that out of my head. You know? Yeah, like that's what's so important to keep your car tidy and your garage tidy and ordered and your bedroom tidy in order because if you can't find what you're looking for, it's going to cause a load of stress. And yes. stress obviously has many negative health effects, but it's a, it's a, it's a spiral of, of disaster because then there's no order. So you just go in the garage. There's no space to put things anywhere. So you plonk it over there. And then next week you're like, where the fuck has that gone? And then you go in and plonk that over there. And then like your car, every time you get in your car, you see a refraction of your brain just cluttered and Twix wrappers in the back. And they're like just shoes in the boot and just bullshit everywhere. And, it's so important to have an ordered mind, especially in today's society where everything yeah, is interlinked. Like you've got a bank app that connects to all the other banks. Facebook's connected to all your other social medias. Every app is connected to each other. And it's like, well, I can't remember all these passwords anyway. And now Facebook is the only option I have of logging into every bloody account. Like, what if that server goes down? How am I going to do anything? And right. um, yeah, it's just order is so important, isn't it? Absolutely. Oh, yes. That's like my job is, you know, I basically it starts from start to finish. You know, I organize the beginning all the way through. It's 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 all about scheduling and organization. And if I uh, if I let a couple things get behind, then my brain like I I have to I even tell people like just exactly what you say. I tell people sometimes like I, I got to get straighten out my brain. All I got to do is make a couple phone calls, schedule a couple appointments, schedule, you know, a couple meeting, couple deliveries, check some things off a list. Then all of a sudden it feels like, you know, I took. 30 pounds off my shoulders and I can go back to work. So your uh, stress is um, horrible, horrible. Well, that's why I'm, a, I'm an avid exerciser and that's exactly why. Like you got, you got to get that brain cleared out because when you're, if you exercise hard, your, your brain almost can't be stressed because it's just trying to survive. You know, it goes into like, we got to keep breathing and sweating. And that's why people feel so good when they exercise is because it, you can't think about stupid shit. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, like, I, I, I have a whiteboard, and whenever I've got, like, the next stage of my life, for example, I do podcasts, right? If I don't upload the podcast immediately after I've done the call, something else happens. I have to go there. I've got to do here. Now I've got two to upload, and then two becomes three, and it takes half an hour each time. That becomes stressful. And so, therefore, you need to be able to manage your load. There's no point doing more podcasts if you can't even manage the uploading yeah. of the one you've done. And yep. having a whiteboard where you have all these thoughts and ideas in your head and you write it down and then you reorder the list of those things in terms of priority, you can now just focus on call that guy, go to the construction yard and do this, check the oil, do this, 
you don't need to worry about all of that. You ha- you can just focus on the top one. Whereas if it's in your head, you you can ma- you can manually think, okay, I've got to do that. But because there's no like evidence or proof of what was I going to do after that, the next step you've got to go through all your thoughts and then sort of try and align yourself with, okay, what did I say I was going to do? No, it was that. That takes energy. That takes time. That's stressful. Whereas if you yeah. write it down, you could just see that that's what I've got to do next, and then you can forget the ones below, um, and just focus on that take that off focus on that again what's in your head will go around and around in circles and yes. um, unless you order it you can't order neurons firing up because it's all part of the same current same circuit so you fire up one as it's same as fire up a billion so writing down i find it's crucial to to keep yourself sane because you just have all these neurons firing up like a fucking machine gun going Brrr. it's just like you can't like can't fucking duck so yeah ordering your stuff and having a list is is, is the crucial secret for anyone's sanity. Most, most people. Now, there are people that their brain doesn't work that way. I'm not one of them. Mine works exactly like, actually, it's funny you say that because I was having trouble with that. I'm trying to get my second podcast off the ground. It's, it's a kind of an interview podcast. And so what I was running into is exactly what you're saying. I was, I was uh, you know, taking them as I could. Then I was going to work. And then they were, you know, while I was at work, in my mind, that podcast is just sitting there, like teasing me, like, okay, we got it. So then I'd have to get home. And as soon as I got it out there, then I would feel better. And I was starting to bunch everything up out of, out of, uh, just necessity or, you know, trying to get product out there. And then finally I'm like, Whoa, I got to stop this. You know what I mean? So now I kind of, anytime I talk to, you know, guys like you, I, I take tips and I kind of saw how you schedule. So I'm like, okay, so now I start scheduling. I start putting days down. I went and bought a whiteboard so uh, I can do exactly what you're talking about. Um, you know, things like that. So everything you're saying, I kind of start implementing here in the last about week and a half. And I've already started hard scheduling people. And I feel that they're more responsive to it. Also, just like with you scheduling me at five 30 and you call it five 30, that, that, that makes me feel great. You know what I mean? That that's how, that's how my brain works. It's very linear, you know? Yeah, I don't believe in I don't believe in time, nor do I believe in calendars. And I also understand that things happen in the moment, whether you like it or not. Like it's just everything is about you know like a planet orbiting another planet. It comes back around, it hits it like the roulette. It hits it and it comes back. Hits it and it comes back. You can always do things in the moment, but in the modern world where everyone's scheduling stuff, they can't do things in the moment. So you're like, right. okay, well. I either wait for this moment every three weeks randomly by chance, or I book things in like everyone else. And I find that if you book things in, things will always come up in the moment for you and someone else, which means that you're probably going to have to cancel the thing on the calendar because it's all about the real time in the universe and it happening now. But in this industry or just in life, people always book everything and you either keep up or get left behind. So you have no choice. But to book things, even though I truly believe in the power of the moment, otherwise, as I said, you'll be trying to wait. Everyone's booked up three weeks in advance. I'm, I'm like, okay, let's do it. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm booked up for three weeks. Oh, I came through because I come back to you. Oh, I'm booked up for three weeks. So you have to book. Um, I know. And yeah, having like a schedule of like people when they are in life, just having a schedule and listening when you've got to do things, it keeps yourself in order. You can memorize you've got to do this and do that in your head. Yeah, but you're constantly going in your head to try and think about what you're doing, which means you're going to tire yourself out, means you're going to have to sleep more, which means you might wake up a bit later and then your whole day's a delay. You just write out your thoughts. You know what you've got to do tomorrow. There's no time thinking about it. It's just do that, bang. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree with uh, what you're saying. It is tough to live. It's tough to. I'm not. I'm not. My personality isn't meant to live in such a structured world, but unfortunately, that's the only way, you know, you could you could get by, especially for what I do. Like, it's so contrary to my personality. You know, we're constantly on a schedule and times and this and that. And I, I don't work that way either, but I have to so I can have a job. It's an end, it's a ends to a means situation. But uh, the day I retire, like, I, I, I hope I never look at a clock again, if I'm being honest with you. But... Yeah, I mean, this brings me back to like how it sleeps. People, people set alarms, and um, and you shouldn't be setting alarms. Your brain will, your brain needs a certain amount of sleep depending on the brain activity that day. If you set an alarm, you might only need an hour more, and the next day you might need two hours more. And if you've been a meditative monk, you might only need half an hour more. But that hour difference you miss, half an hour difference you miss, is crucial to your brain. Like your brain's going to start to deteriorate over time. 
if you keep cutting that sleep cycle short, it's like opening a dishwasher a half an hour before it's supposed to be finished. Like it's clean the dishes, but that steaming at the end is crucial to dry the plates. And everyone is setting alarms because they've got to get up for work and they go to bed at a certain time because they want to watch TV. And they're like, they're getting six hours as opposed to say seven hours because they spent that extra hour watching like fucking, I don't know, the Tonight Show. But that extra hour is heavily impacting your day. If you had say an extra hour sleep, your day would be so more productive. You'd remember stuff so much easier. You'd be happier. You wouldn't have that lag. You'd be enjoying yourself more. And then when you get home, you wouldn't want to just lay on the couch and then have a nap and then your sleep cycle's fucked. It is so important yeah. to sleep and wake up naturally without an alarm. And all you've got to do is go to bed an hour earlier and or, or that 15 minutes and an hour earlier until you wake up naturally and you find your soft spot. But even then, sometimes you need more than eight hours. Like if I do loads of podcasts, I sleep for nine and a half hours all the way through. Whereas if I've not done anything, I only need seven. This is right. this myth about how you need eight hours. You need as much hours as your brain has used. Your iPhone battery, if you've used 50%, you need to charge it to 50%, which takes, say, a half an hour. If you've only used 75%, uh, if you've only used 25%, you need a 15-minute. Our brains are the same. You need to sleep and wake up. When you wake up, when the brain says, I've had enough, you'll get up, and you won't be able to sleep anymore. You literally, no matter what you do, how much you toss and turn, your brain just won't sleep. That is when you've had enough. And I know right. what it was like to not be able to sleep compared to now how, how I sleep now. Phenomenal difference. Well, that and you can't, the, there's, you can't catch up on sleep either. Like people say, like, oh, I need to, it's, you've already lost it. You know, I mean, you can get a good night's sleep, but you can't catch up. Like, I, you know, I run myself ragged because of uh, how early we work and all that stuff. And it's, it, you're, you're 100% right. It's a huge mistake. But then now part of it is it's not even staying up. A lot of times people stay up late. In my mind, I do it because I know when I go to sleep, the next thing I'm going to do is be going to work. And I don't really, every night I really don't want to go to work the next day. So my brain's like, well, if we stay up another half hour and watch the end of this movie, you know, we're, we're putting off the inevitable, which, which it's, not, it's not a good way to be, but that, it's the truth. Like I get up a little early just so I have time to not rush off to work, just so I can kind of hang out for an hour by myself in the morning and put off <laughs> going to work, you know, the dread of like starting the, the day. So, but it kills my sleep. You're right. I could, you know, I could easily squeeze in another two hours a night. Uh, I should. Yeah, that, that two hours you don't have, <clears throat> you don't probably realize how amazing you would feel if I you had that extra two hours every single night. I mean, this is for people. People feel so shit all the time the lack of sleep, with cigarette in them, alcohol, shit food in them. It just becomes part of their life and they yep. don't realize how good they feel without all this stuff. Like, people don't really drink water. They constantly drink fizzy drinks and, like, tea and coffee and everything but water. And you have no idea that every living thing on this planet needs water to survive. Yeah, you can't a feed a plant it. Red Bull. What would happen to the plant? Like, if you eat water like me, you feed a plant Diet Coke, you fucking kill it. So... <sighs> Imagine what it's doing to our brain. Coke, yep. for example. Um, yeah, like everyone seems to step later to have this extra life that they are not getting because of work. Whereas if you get up an extra hour earlier in the morning, okay, you'll get your sleep because you go to bed at a certain time where you'll wake up naturally, well in advance of work, okay? You'll get your sleep. You have your extra hour to do what you need to do. And then you can start your day already awake and active because you've been on your walk. You've You've done your hoovering. You've done your ironing at 4.30 in the morning as opposed to, oh, I've got to fucking do my ironing at 10 at night time. Fuck's sake. And you just leave it to the side. Everyone will be so more productive. If you get up when the sun rises, because that's when the energy charges the atmosphere, um, you're not supposed to be like doing stuff when it's dark at 10 at night because everything's shut down. The like, EMF is down. So your brain's not got the energy. Um, people need to go to bed earlier. And yeah, it means you can't watch the Tonight Show. We'll record it. Watch it in the morning. What's yeah. the difference between watching it now or eight hours later? You've just got to be smart because, you know, the, the way life is now, everyone's trying to make money to live this life, which is controlled by banks and loans and mortgages. So you're trying to catch up with all this money. You're never going to catch up. So you're nope. never going to catch up. You might as well accept that surrender and then take control of your life in some form and, and, and just do things where you're not going to have much money anyway, but at least you've got kind of a life. Yeah. 
No, I totally agree with that. I, I think that's a great philosophy. But that's what I said. I'm huge on uh, I'm, I see I'm a proponent, you know, obviously, you know, I'm with you drink the water, the, and all the crap that people live on, like all day is crazy. All the corn syrup and all that. It's, it drives me insane. And then, uh, but I, and I like to exercise. I love to exercise. You know, I'm, you know, I like to run whatever. I'm training for a triathlon right now. And that is my, uh, you know, clears my brain, makes me feel good. And then I feel like when I have, you know, when I have some beers, you know, I earned them, you know, burn a few extra calories. Like I'm not, you know, I won't lie to anybody. So that, that's kind of my thing that, um, make, makes me feel better. I'm a big proponent of, uh, if people would, people get those, you get that, get the serotonin levels down with a little bit of exercise and people would feel immensely, immensely better, uh, if they would just do it, you know? So I'm a, I'm a kind of advocate for that. So I see where you're coming from. I'm with you. What I find amazing is if you look at construction workers, their diet is appalling. Oh, like you see them, they're like eating chocolate bar, pack of crisps, a pasty. They've got Mars milkshake. They've got a Red Bull. They're smoking. They're fat. They're sitting down all day. I mean, and you look at their skit and they're negative and they're moaning and they're swearing and they're fucking arguments. Yeah. I'm like, you're a cancer and you have no idea. Like, you have no idea. And then you go back to yeah. their house. Shit everywhere. Beer bottles everywhere. Yeah. Dogs like dying to go out. Hair on the carpet. <laughs> dust everywhere. They don't hoover. I'm like, you are literally just a robot to the corporation. Like, yes. you must feel awful. And they shit all day because they're eating so much shit. They've got an itchy asshole because their diet's so bad that they end up having a mucky ass and they can't have a shower because they're smelly wankers. And they must be scratching their ass all day. And they must think... Oh my God, like, yeah. I just see it. I'm like, Jesus, they all go to the petrol station and they get their fucking four Mars bars. I'm like, they, they you live must in be them. so constipated and backlog of shit up into your small intestine that you are fucking like, you're going to die. Like, you have no idea. Oh God. And they play Xbox when they get back because they've had a stressful day. Xbox, fucking Call of Duty and the stress one. You fucking, you killed me. You RTGs me, you bastard. Supposed to be on my team, Rah! and then they have a microwave meal because they can't be asked to cook. So they don't know how to cook. I'm like, oh my god! Like you've already had about 50 billion calories that day. Yeah, no, no, you're. I mean, this is what I deal with every day. I mean, I mean, I literally live in that world, and you're you're pretty right. It it's uh, I don't know. It's probably it's probably 75. percent You're uh, you're right on. Yeah, every you know at lunch, they stop. Yeah, they stop at the. Uh, stop at the convenience stores in the morning and get their, you know, their donuts and, you know, monsters and all that. And then they, they might go there at lunch and get their, their chips and their deli sandwiches and their another monster. And it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, there is so much shit in a sandwich. Take out the bread and the ham and the cheese, the added stuff just to make it last that long. Not to mention how bad bread is. I mean, and the processed cheese and the ham, I mean, that, that is, you're filling yourself up, so you've satisfied that hunger need. Drink water. When I'm hungry, I fast till 12. I drink water, and that feeling goes away. You're putting that yep. stuff in your body. If you put bread in some water, it goes really soggy and puffed, so you feel full up. But then it breaks down, and it's just like mush, gum. And then that, and all of that in your body is so bad. It's not doing anything good for you that you might as well not even have that sandwich. Like, you're healthier not eating that sandwich but everything we say is just becoming so manufactured and then people want it more because they see it and then companies make more of it and it's oh, like yeah. that's the reason why we're buying this because of the adverts and it becomes that money and it's like oh it's like a big bang in human evolution well we're, we're all we like gonna kill ourselves off and then we're gonna kill ourselves off all oh, this yeah. shit, it's not natural so so I, I brought up that point this week. Obviously, right now, uh, especially in the last couple of days, this you know this coronavirus uh, thing is you know in America right now is finally like we're shutting everything down. The NBA shut down. It's yeah, it's it's a huge like that's that's all that's on the news right now. Obviously, and um, and not that it's not a serious thing, but as a side note, I tell people I'm like, well, for that worried about public health, um, how come? Like, we don't do anything about selling tobacco. We don't do anything about putting corn syrup in our food. We don't do anything about the, uh, the preservatives. Like, you're, we don't do anything about that. Like, you can go to the convenience store and, 
and and put yourself into uh, you know adult diabetes, and nobody stops that. You know, so how worried are we really about public health? Because those are some easy things that we could cut out. You know, but that that, that never comes up. You know, you can you can go buy your camels. You just you just can't go to a sporting event. I don't know. So. That's the thing. Many 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 years ago. In, I can't remember if it was Spain, Germany, or Italy, or whatever, corn was banned and it was considered a public public outreach. Like, corn is not supposed to be in humans. Like, yeah. it was banned from the country because it's not supposed to be enough. And you look at wheat and grains and corn and everything's like barley and stuff because it's supposed to be healthy. It's the worst for you. Grains yeah. are the worst for you. Lectins, I don't know how, you know how much you know about lectins, but lectins oh. are all, the lectins uh, is a sticky sugar molecule in in sticky sugar molecule in in lectins and lectins are pretty much in every every food basically they're in grains they're in they're pretty much in everything like we're not okay. supposed to eat all the stuff that we eat we're only no. supposed to eat like nuts and berries and shit like that so anything else is not supposed to be enough so all this grain stuff hence why corn syrup is bad for you it's because of the lectins and it just becomes part of life that you eat this and it just you eat it corn syrup on your pancakes it becomes part of life and because you don't see instant death or instant change in yourself right. there's no reason to change and if it's law companies will use it until it becomes not law and it's just the way it is um you know are people concerned about public health in which case one they do do stuff about smoking and tobacco and alcohol and stuff well, that's the thing. Government's there to just like police everyone. We are well, living our own lives. It's, it's like you can't agreed. rely on government to create support groups for fucking alcoholism, gaming problems, drug problems. We're humans living our own life. And it's only when it becomes a problem that the people start wanting change. Then right. there's action. Apart from that's job, you've got your job, you're living your own life. It's just that his job affects your life when that happens but really we're on our own you can't rely on everyone to solve our problems you've got to take well, responsibility for yourself i wish people felt that way but there there is uh, there's no accountability i mean most people have most people have no accountability they're they're i mean they just they just wait to be told what to do and you know we're i mean we're seeing that really extreme right now everybody just sits and waits for the next person to tell them what to do you know nobody's acting out nobody's trying to you know it's uh I don't know. I mean, I think 20% of the people kind of just are self-thinkers, but everybody else is kind of followers. I mean, it's sad, but it's true. <clears throat> yeah, like, if you, if you, if your brain is stimulated, it will stimulate a certain part of the brain, which can now work out new things and think. The more you think, the more the neurons fire, the more they fire, the more you think, and you just keep thinking and creating. Whereas yeah. if you're not, if you're following your boss, for example, he's doing the thinking for you. Your brain isn't doing anything. It's just command, autopilot. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And then the brain tissue starts to die. And then you don't have the ability to work things out yourself. And you become a robot to the point where you don't even hoover unless somebody says your carpet's a bit disgusting. And um, Yeah, exactly. That, that's just evolution. You can't teach that. You can't do anything about that. Those people will just die off. Because if you start trying to empower their brain, they're not going to work for anyone. And then the companies and the corporations don't exist because they only rely on workers to make the money. So it's like one thing has an effect on the other, cause and effect, you know, reaction, action, whatever. You can only put yourself first and do what's right for you because you can't control the other 8 billion humans. Like you can't save every tree in the world that's got a bit of fungus. You can't yeah. worry about what cows are doing in Spain and the cows in Italy have have like blood eager swine flu, whatever it is, can mad cow disease. You can't worry about that. You've got to worry about your own field, what you can see. You can't see all those cows over there. With that technology, we would know all these other humans existed. We would know Chinese have slitty eyes and black people are black. We just see us as white, and that's all we see. Because you would never ever go there. So people need to just focus on the shit they have in front of them. That's why there's so many problems, because we're not fixing our own problems. We are focusing on every other fucking problem. Like the coronavirus is bad if it gets me here. But all the cases in China doesn't bother me. None of my business. I'm focusing on me right now. I don't need to know about that. If it affects me right now, then, you know, I'll take action accordingly. Um, who cares what's going on around the world unless I go there? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Human issue. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, I like that philosophy. If everybody would do that, uh, I think we would be better off. But unfortunately, like uh, people like me, like when I go to work today, you know, I'm responsible for making sure that at least two other people uh, have tasks and can do their job so they can make money so they can, you know, provide for their lives. So by default, I have to be concerned about, you know, other people's actions and what they're doing, uh, whether it's right or wrong, you know, everybody should be self-motivated and, and, and task oriented and all that, but it's just not how it works. If people were to suddenly become aware and, and think, okay, I'm not happy right now. Why am I unhappy? I don't like my job. I don't like my, my family member. I don't like the fact that I've not got food in the fridge. I don't like my grass. It's too long. I don't like this person. If they wrote down all their issues and one by one ticked them off, they would free themselves. If they were like, okay, I need to get my shoes from my friend's house. I need to pay that bill. I need to make sure that I get a bigger bin because there's too much rubbish in this bin. If everyone dealt with an issue as it comes in their life, like the podcast, if, if we do what, upload them when we do it, you won't have that backlog. People would be yeah. so much happier. And yet all that stopping them from like changing their life is the awareness of they're the only reason why they're not changing their life. And then once oh, they become aware, they just write down all their issues on a piece of paper, tick it off one by one. And yeah, you might take a long time because you've got like a thousand things to do. Like when I became aware of all this stuff at 21, I was ticking off everything, every problem I was dealing with. It felt like forever. It literally did. And all of a sudden like that, I had no problems because yeah. I dressed it all. And so change can only happen now because if you don't do it now, it's only going to get worse. And like, like your garage when it's cluttered, you've got too much shit. But where do you start? Fuck it, I'll do it tomorrow. And then you've got more yeah. shit tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why order is so powerful for the brain because life will just fucking eat you up because it's just, you see these like hoarding programs on TV, like in America. Oh, Which, oh. I mean, fuck me. It's like, it's like a dump in her house. She has to walk over all this shit to get to her oven. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's, I, I've, I've experienced a couple of those in my day and it is the, it is the most frightening thing that I've ever walked into because the, what makes it crazy is the person living there doesn't know. So everybody else that's standing in the room is totally petrified about what's happening. And the person that lives there is having a conversation as if it's an empty room. It's the weirdest, like spookiest thing like to be a part of that. That kind of freaks me out. It gives, you know, everybody else in the room is total anxiety. And they're just having a conversation like, you know, the cats up here eating, you know, macaroni and cheese off their freaking top of the refrigerator and stuff. And they don't even know. It's insane. But everything that they've ever bought has just stayed in that house. They've not binned anything. And it's like, at what point have you asked yourself, am I going to use this? Where was that fork I saved (laughs) somewhere under there? Have you not thought, okay, where, where is the things I put down that I wanted? So why am I still collecting all this shit when I can't even find the fork? You know what I mean? It's like yeah. people are in autopilot and all that. They're just not aware. Like people don't want to live like that. They're just not aware because it's part of their thoughts. So it's part of them. And that's just their house. But someone else comes in and they're like, fuck me. Where am I? Some dump site. Right. Like, well, self-awareness is, uh, is probably one of the most important things you can have. And unfortunately, not everybody has it. It's so even even to the point to where if you, you know, if you look at yourself in the mirror and like recognize all your flaws or things you're doing wrong or whatever, you still feel better. You know, there's no reason to ignore. Like if I if I go out and, um, you know, have a run and I was slow as shit, if I just say, well, I was slow, then it's over. You know, I don't have to, I'm not trying to trick myself into an excuse of why I just like, ah, you know, I'm not in good shape. I need to work a little harder and then move on with my life. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with self-criticism either. You got to be honest with yourself. No, like I want to take over James Corden's Late Late Show. I plan to move to America in three years and become the next like Tonight Show host, like take over Fallon's talk show, have my own talk show in America. And I can't kid myself just because I have a dream and I want to be on that show, but I'm going to get it. You've got to be self-critical. You've got to look in the mirror yeah. and be like, are people going to like you? Are they going to watch you? Do you understand the business side to it? Do you understand that you've got to be able to speak to people you've not met before and create conversation? Sometimes they're not going to flow with you and you've got to keep it going. 
you need to be able to be confident and funny and they're all elements that you need for 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 that job for example and so many people kid themselves like they want this or they have this dream because they want this dream and don't tell me I can't make anything possible like they go down that path even more because they they're like don't tell me what to do they don't want to hear self-criticism which is mate you can't sing you're not going to become a singer Oliver you can't have a talk show because you can't talk. You, you're too quiet, you know, like, you don't talk enough. And I'm like, do you know what? Nobody's ever point. told you that. <laughs> no. So you look uh-huh. in the mirror, it's healthy to look in the mirror and find the things you like about yourself, how oh, good jawline I've got. Fuck me, my eyes are good looking. At the same time, you need to be like, you need to get your shit <laughs> together. You keep procrastinating. You said you're going to iron those clothes. You've not done it. Go fucking iron those clothes, you lady prick. You've got to, like, You've got to look at yourself in the mirror and not just see the greatness in you, but see the oh, flaws become yeah. greater. And um, people are scared to face their, themselves. So people don't even look in the mirror. They look in the mirror and they themselves, but they don't look in the mirror and think, my teeth are full of shit. It's about time I brush them. Some people I see, they've got shit in their teeth. I'm like, when did you last look in the mirror? Surely you <laughs> must know there is shit and black bollocks in between your teeth. Surely you've looked in the mirror. And if you have, why have you not done something about it? And it makes you think, maybe they haven't looked in the mirror. Maybe they haven't looked in the mirror. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that's the two choices. There's, there's only, they either haven't looked in the mirror, they, that's even worse. They've looked in the mirror and decided, and that's fine. Like, I'm just, I'm just going to roll with this today. Like, hope I don't see anybody. <laughs> um, no, I have, a lot of, I have a lot of in-depth conversations with myself, just like you're talking about, because, you know, you got to be self-motivated. You know, at, at my age... I don't have a coach, you know, that's that's going to help me get through things. I mean, I, I got to be my own coach when it comes to athletics or whatever. So sometimes I'll just, you'll just catch me, you know, sitting in my car, just having a stern conversation with myself. <laughs> so, but you, you got to do it, you know, get up, you lazy ass. Like it's time to go to the gym or, or whatever. Yeah. Example, holding myself accountable. And knowing that you are going to hold yourself accountable is a, is a crucial element for self-discipline. Like, I tell myself, I'm not going to go to bed with anything on my floor because I wake up and I've got to now do it. So it'll make sure I hang things up, make sure that I don't just throw my T-shirt on the floor and I put it in the wash bin. And if I choose not to do it, I hear the voice in my head, get up, you lazy cunt, put that in the wardrobe. There's no excuse. And it's like my father telling me what to do, which is my own voice in my head. And I will go and put it in the wardrobe and make sure that it's hung up. Because I know the consequences is that if I've not got order and there's shit on the floor, I can't think. And I tell myself, I'm not going to treat myself to a Chinese on Friday if I don't hang up my clothes. And because I know I'm going to hold myself accountable, I won't be able to Chinese takeaway if I don't make sure my bedroom's in order. So, again, having self-discipline and holding yourself accountable is crucial. And people's willpower these days is pathetic. It doesn't exist. They just, no one holds them accountable. It's like if your parents don't pay you to do it or your boss doesn't pay you to do it, you just sit on yep. that chair and wait for the boss. No, it's like, dude, what the fuck, man? Pick up the yard to clean. Why are you not doing anything? Or you didn't tell me what to do. Well, are you a fucking retard? Like, don't, you clearly know that I'm paying you to do that. And no, you're describing my life. And ultimately, yeah. You're the boss, you're in charge, they're working for you. If you don't tell them what to do, they're working for you, it's your company, they're going to sit there and do fuck all and play Angry Birds. So as much as you want people to, to do shit, it's either you are leading and getting an extra pay in your salary to lead, they are robots, they're getting paid minimum wage. You have to tell and micromanage people every damn step because they will not do it otherwise. People naturally don't want to be told what to do. A, a dog that's inquisitive about a smell if you pull it back, it's going to find the nearest opportunity to go and sniff it. So they are going to want to do what they're going to do until you t- say don't do it. That's just how human nature works. You tell a monkey not to scratch his ass, it's going to scratch his ass. You tell a kid not to pick its nose, it's going to pick its nose. If you're not telling that construction worker to shovel, he's going to wait and see until you're not looking, he's going to not shovel. The same as a monkey's going to pick his nose when you're not looking. It's just how it works. So no, if you're leading... And you get the shit. You've got to fucking micromanage those robots. Yeah, but it's but it's 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 exhausting. You're not wrong about any of that. It's it's exhausting because um, I, I was I'm never that way. Like I never have to be told what to do. I may not 
I may have to be told how to do something if I'm not sure, but I never have to be told to do something. Like I mean, I'm just I'm just not made that way. So it's hard for me to, you know, look at an, uh, another grown professional, and I'm always like, I didn't tell you to tie your shoes today either, but you, you did that. So like, when when do I start telling you, and when when do, when do you take over? So it's it's exhausting, but uh, you know that's the path I've chosen. So yeah, yeah. So we, role of leadership is take responsibility for everything that happens because even though you can't control everything you are responsible for allowing it to happen so you may not created it but by allowing it to happen you're responsible and there's always something you can do or put in place to try and prevent it from happening again there's always going to be something else that happens but all you can then do is put something in place and that's what leadership is is leading the outcome you can't you can't expect people to lead if they're not leaders, they're followers, they follow commands. And you either follow and are a robot and suffer the consequences of like human brain deterioration where you're not doing anything, <laughs> or you're somebody who's got an extra bit of pay, who leads, who, because they have an active brain, <clears throat> can do things like marathons and do podcasts and shit like that. But it means that you have to spend your whole day like trying to bring up a child, but in like 10 children, right? You have to tell them exactly what to do. Because if you don't, you're going to get in shit. And it's like, would I rather be led or lead? And for me, I'd rather lead 100 oh, sure. people as a choice of being led by some fucking incompetent twat. Agreed. And uh, go and play Xbox. And um, it's just <laughs> like it is. You have to make it enjoyable if you're leading because there's no, like, that's your job. So, you know, make them know you personally so they respect you more as opposed to when you tell them what to do. They don't see it as a threat. Like, people see it as a threat even though that's their job to listen to what you've got to tell them to do. So going on a personal level where they will feel guilty if they don't listen to you creates a rapport, hence why these team buildings are so important because it allows you to see different sides of people and you connect on a human level. But also, the downside of getting too personal is you lose your authoritiveness of them. Now you can't tell your mate what to do. Yeah. And now the whole fucking infrastructure crumbles because there's no no one's in charge so you need that balance of respect and i'm still the one in charge here never yeah. forget that. Uh, no you're right you can't you can't be friends like actual friends you can be acquaintances but you can't be friends because then it's uh i don't know i've got i don't know it just it just all depends everybody is so you just have to read personalities every every business is about reading personalities and and unfortunately it's Right now, with the way the workforce is, you have to cater to personalities because uh, the cho our choices are limited. So it's a it's a tough, you know, it, it's hard for me because I'm a just go do it. Like I shouldn't have to tell you to do it kind of person. So I have to kind of fake, <laughs> fake Karen if that makes any sense. Like, oh yeah, I see I see where you're coming from. You know, if it, uh, even though I don't you know give two shits, you know, about if their girlfriend threw their uh, clothes on the front yard last night, but. If you say that, then they then they they take it personal, and then you've lost them, you know. So you know you got to oh man, that's that's really something. Well, we got to work through this. Try not to be distracted. Blah blah blah. You know. So there, there's a lot there's a lot of um, there's a lot of just straight bullshit in management, but it is what it is. I, I, if it's your own company, you can cherry pick them. But when you're working for a company with a massive chain of command, you have to deal with these fucking idiots. Yes, there's nothing you can do. You just, unless you change jobs, then it's the same old shit, different day. So, again, the option is be that robot, leave these fucking retards, or create your own business. And either one, there's still flaws. And oh, yeah. It's just the way oh, it I've, is. I've done all three, and there's, there's, uh, there's flaws <laughs> in all of them. Like, I was a business owner for a while. Now, you know, what you would call probably middle management. Uh, I've been on the bottom of, but see, when I was on the bottom of the ladder, I, I can't, I work my way up too quick just because I'm a self-thinker, self-motivated. That, that's anybody. It's not bragging. It doesn't take much to excel in, you know, blue collar work. So that didn't last. So now I'm kind of in the middle, but it's not bad. It's not bad. <clears throat> that's the thing. I don't believe you can only truly, I don't believe you can truly be happy unless you're working for yourself. Because oh, if you're working for yourself. Your brain is constantly creating and manifesting and you feel good and you're in motion. Whereas when you work for someone, you can't, your brain, it's not your brain. Your brain is put aside at home playing Xbox and cooking the dinner. You are in robot mode and your brain is dying because you're not doing anything. And you're doing something on, because you have to rather than because it excites you. 
Yep. You can't be happy unless you're working for yourself. Yeah, I agree. That's 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 why I do the podcast. I love it because I'm in control of it. If it's bad, it's bad. You know, I it's, it's on me. We're talking about the accountability. If it's good, I get a I get a rush out of it. You know, an adrenaline rush. But it's still me. I do the you know the producing, and uh, you know the guest booking. I, I meet awesome people. But it keeps my brain. You know, that's what even my wife told me. She's like, whatever whatever keeps your brain going. I always got to have something. You know, whether it's uh, I got you know like I said got triathlon training. I've uh, got the podcast. There's just always something, you know, to keep, you know, un- unfortunately, I can, I can work and, and use 20% of my brain and, and, and do a fine job. So I can use the other 80% for just stuff I want to do and stuff I enjoy. And so like stuff like this, I really get a kick out of it, you know. That's the thing. <clears throat> people's, not, people's knowledge comes from online around the world. Their knowledge isn't just what you've learned from your mate down the pub. So if you're focused on stuff online, which everyone is, you need to find people who are also focusing on the same stuff online, which means you can't have a stimulating conversation right. with your mates down the pub or the retard at the construction yard. You need to find these people online because everyone's oh, yeah. focusing on stuff online. So everyone's going online to find people to speak about it with. So your brain is so stimulated right now on these types of topics that going to the pub or even to your friend from school, okay, having a conversation with him, dead, nothing, nothing there. It's just a dead brain. So this stimulates your brain and keeps your brain active for the next day. But yes. if you didn't have this conversation where your brain's stimulated, you go to work, do all these fucking idiots, come home, the wife nags. Your brain doesn't have, it's not been stimulated in, in ways that it would like it is now. And it's crucial. Like, even yeah. though we can't see each other, the brain is still firing up the same way it would if you were speaking to your mate next door. And it's the only way to keep people sane, conversation. Yeah, you've got the human side of it, which we're lacking as well, but in terms of brain stimulation, the speed in which I'm speaking, my brain's firing up. I'm charged for the next day. And we need things to look forward to as a reason to keep going. Yep. And also, it's important to be present, but having the brain stimulate like it is now, it, it's crucial for our health. In- oh, yeah, 100%. Doing things in our head. We're not doing things outside. We're going to become autistic where we can't speak to anybody. We can't even look someone in the eye. That's what an autistic person does. He's in his head. He can't even look you in the eye because he can't handle eye contact because he's not used to it. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I, t- I totally agree. That's, that's, why, that's why I do what I do. It's, it's been therapeutic. The last few months of doing this has been, it, it's, it's been pretty awesome. And it's helped me. It's actually helped me in the real world, too. When I meet strangers... Uh, or I shouldn't say strangers, but I mean, people I've never met, I have better conversations because of working on my skills like this right here. So, so now it's like every, every time I meet somebody and start having a conversation, next thing you know, it's like, it sounds like I'm having a podcast. So, you know, it, it's helped me in that way too, rather than just going through the motions, like, Hey, how's the weather? <laughs> you know, I'll jump into any subject and, um, uh, it, it's been great. Yeah. That's amazing. When you, when you like go and meet your friends, for example, you speak about the mutual thing you have in common, sport, basketball, whatever. I think I thought to myself the other day, if I sat down next to you and just suddenly said to you, like I said here, what do you think about electric cars? The conversation would flow and it'd be exactly the same. Yeah. But what's the reason why it's not? It's circumstantial. They're not used to having such an engaging conversation, even though they would really enjoy it and everyone's thinking about it in their own self. They're not expecting it. So it's not, it's out of context. But you can have this conversation with anyone. So it doesn't have to mean, it doesn't have to be online to have this conversation. You can just meet a random person at the bus stop and just literally start speaking like this. You yep. can even record it with a podcast. But people aren't expecting it. And um, if you just speak to anyone about this stuff, anyone has an idea about aliens existing and about stuff. Everyone's thought about it. It's just no one's yet speaking it. And because, most people don't listen to stuff like this online. They just presume that this stuff doesn't exist. But everyone's yeah. thinking it, but no one's, no one's talking it. And it's, it's just there. Even your mate in the, in like your Walmart person who's at the checkout, he'd love this conversation. Yeah. He thinks about this all day waiting for fucking Margaret to come past with some fucking corn syrup. Yeah. Hey, man. You get, you 
<laughs> no, you're you're exactly right. So that's uh, and I kind of practice. I try to get that out of people. Uh, you know, I don't I I don't ask them. You know, I try not to ask. You know, this the menial stuff or whatever. I try to bring up a subject and, and get their take on it. It's, uh, and it's I've kind of learned that from these. And you're 100 percent right. Everybody's what I found out is there's a lot of really people are people are more interesting and they're more intelligent than anybody would ever imagine, but it's all inside. You know, they don't, they don't have anybody to share it with, or maybe they're sharing it on a blog or a message board or whatever, but they're not, if you just say something, it's amazing how many people have an opinion on it and you can have a, a good conversation about it. Uh, but, but if you don't say it, like you said, it's just there. I, I, I love that philosophy. It's in my head now. I'm going to write that on my board. One. Like, it's just there if you don't say it. Like, like everyone's, everyone's human. We're all thinking the same thoughts. Our thoughts are made up of what we see, smell, taste, touch in front of us. Anything else, if a friend comes into your mind, that's someone else thinking about you. That's his thought. Maybe, maybe pair of night trainers or Dr. Dre beat earphones. Somebody else's thought is put into your mind. If all of our thoughts are not even our own, then everyone's thinking the same thing. Everyone's questioned about aliens, afterlife, reincarnation, chicken or the egg, if God was a lesbian. They've all thought about that. And they all have an opinion on it. They can all speak for hours about it. But they think no one's going to speak about it because who cares about whether God was a lesbian? Actually, it's not about whether he was or not. It's about having a good conversation, having a laugh about whether exactly. he was a lesbian. And that's what it comes down to, just feeling good by opening your mouth. It doesn't matter yeah. what you're saying. It's just sound vibrations that feels good. Yeah, but you have to you have to not be defensive. And that, that's the problem you run into, especially like just particularly where I live. Everybody's so defensive that instead of having a conversation, even if they agree, disagree, haven't thought about it, it's immediately defensive. And so then you're like, well, now the conversation's over because now we can't, we can't, you know, we can't have a rational conversation and have two different viewpoints. Now, now we have to argue. Now, I don't know if that's an American thing or a world thing. I imagine it's a world thing, but, um, and so then it's like, well, I don't want to argue. I just want to have a, a intelligent conversation about it. I don't, you know, not tell you you're wrong and you tell me I'm wrong. And then we go about our way. That's no fun. That's the thing. We, we've got, we, we have 50,000 things in common we can speak about, right? And then we also have 50,000 things that we disagree on and that we're, we don't think the same on. So everyone has equally the amount of things that you'll agree and not agree. What we have to do is speak about the things you agree on. Yeah. So, for example, what do you like? Oh, I like baseball. Okay. And you go into baseball. And that goes into Pokemon cards. And that goes into Pokemon Go. And that goes into Digimon when you were a kid. But, and, then, and then you've had an hour conversation like us of being in harmony. Whereas, for example, if you have a certain way or political view or religious view or whatever, we could spend hours debating about the Bible and how you think it's real and I think it's not real. And that's arguments. That doesn't feel good. I, I'm not laughing. I'm tense. I'm trying to get my point out. And you're getting stressed how you think Bible was real and I'm saying, no, it wasn't. And then you're arguing, so you don't feel good. You're not Exactly. So it's like, it's like you have attempt and try and take a shit or you let it flow. That's two choices. Let it flow, it feels good, and it's out. So, again, if people found the common ground, everyone has the common ground, even your construction workers. They piss you off how they're retarded and how they can't do things like you're telling them. But you speak about how they love their grandparent or they've got a disabled auntie. You've got a disabled auntie. Now you connect with how you love that lady, how you enjoy pushing her on the wheelchair. It's a pain in the ass going up a hill, but you enjoy taking her out for lunch. And then you can yeah. connect. And all of a sudden, fuck me, I've really connected with this human. And it doesn't matter whether you don't like football or that's irrelevant or whether you believe corn syrup should be banned or not. And then whether they're fat or they're black, it doesn't matter because you just connected to the hour in such an amazing way, which you've probably never really done in your life. Like how often have you had a conversation for even half an hour with someone where you just had a, it just flowed. There's no argument. Like no one speaks fucking for ten minutes anymore, let alone half an hour. Anything yeah. different, follow. Well, and the next step of that too is you 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 start the exact way you're talking about. Well, what's nice about that is once you find the common ground, once you've come together, after half an hour, you can start spilling over into some real controversial stuff. But now that you've built that trust, then you can start having a some discourse rather than just arguing about these really important subjects. And then, then that's an every now and then you get a little like, Oh, I never saw it that way. Or that's a good point or things like that. 
So then you can let it spill over. But if you start with the, you know, the controversial, it never, it never goes anywhere. You're like, well, you know, I don't like you. You don't like me, blah, blah, blah. Let's, and as to where if you start from the, you know, the good and go out, you know, then maybe, then maybe instead of 50% of stuff you have in common, maybe you're at 60%, you know, over, over a couple of weeks time. So, you know, that's, that's how you can, that's how, that's how we can get, that's how we can grow. That's how we can get better. That's the thing. Life is energy. <clears throat> magnets attract, magnets repel. If you want to come together with someone, by arguing, you're repelling, you're using force, you're pushing them away. And so you're not going to attract them. Whereas if you attract them on things that you're in harmony with that attract you, okay, you become, you connect. Okay, now you're connected, you've had that rapport. Now, for example, when you disagree, you only repel a little bit. Okay, you only repel a little bit because you've already come together. Whereas if you meet somebody, you're so far away because you don't know them. If you try and find the things that you disagree on, you're just going to push them further away. So when, for example, you've had that great conversation about football, as soon as somebody like has a disagreement, you sort of feel guilty about how you now you don't you don't see your new friend's point of view. You feel guilty because you feel so good being in harmony. It's like oh, man, I disagree, man, let me tell you why. And you start smiling. You kind of feel guilty that yes. you now have to let them down or you now have to tell them that they're wrong because if they're your friend, you don't want them to feel bad. And by telling them they're wrong, they feel bad. So now you're like, oh, buddy, man, I can understand, but let me tell you why. And you're like, go on, tell me why then. And you're open yeah. for a difference of opinion because now you kind of respect each other. Whereas if you just go straight to the arguments and the points that you don't agree on, you're pushing them away before you've even attracted them. And often when you get to know these people, you're no different to them. You, like, you, you're no different to them. You're arguing about one thing and there's a million things you have in common. Yeah. And everyone just wants to be right. So. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. I wish, I wish I disagreed, but that's, I mean, I love it. I love everything you're saying. I, I, I find that because I'm all about, these podcasts are about being in harmony in a conversation. It's not about any topics or I don't give a shit about yeah, you. Yeah, you're, you're really good at it. But Thanks. Um, but sometimes, right, when you're speaking to someone, disagree because they're so okay. used to disagreeing with people. They're so used to finding disagreements so they can then step up and talk about why they disagree. And if you go down that path and then respond to their disagreement with how you disagree, it will be, I disagree. So once somebody disagrees, don't respond, change the topic, come back. They'll realize that you don't want to talk about disagreements. This is about agreements. And now you naturally start to find common ground. And then they naturally start to listen with the intent of seeing what you mean as opposed to finding reasons that they disagree. It's a mindset. If you wait for the things that you disagree with versus the things that you agree with, there's just as many, but it's on the alternative spectrum. And then all of a sudden they start to say, yeah, I agree as opposed to, I disagree. And it's amazing when I've become aware of my skills and my psychology, and I've seen you change. And now we've gone down a path where we're now laughing as opposed to tense, because you now know that this is about enjoyment. And then when you laugh and you feel good, you don't want to have an argument with your new mate, because now you're telling your mate, I disagree, and that's not a nice thing. So yeah, yeah this is real, yeah. but yeah. Um, talk about being in harmony. Everything in nature is in harmony with each other, apart from humans. Animals in harmony, nature's in harmony, humans are not in harmony. Well, it goes back to what you say. If, if people would, uh, if people would, you know, put the negative Facebook away, put the ne any of all the negative news and all that away, they'd be surprised that they wouldn't have these contrived subjects to argue about, and they would just, they would just have a conversation about, uh, you know, wh whatever happened that day, rather than what they were told happened that day. You know, most people don't experience most of the, the things they see on the news or on Facebook or everything, but that's what they argue about. Like you say, like we're arguing about stuff that happens halfway around the world. Rather, they could be they could have a conversation about, um, you know, their 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 skid, their kids uh, school program that they went to the night before and decide whether they're going to be a superstar. Or not. You know what I mean? Like like I can go to work and say, like, oh, I had an awesome podcast interview today and we can talk about that rather than go to work and automatically bring up, um, you know, the coronavirus, like bring up this huge, broad subject that you, you're inundated with all morning long from a million different places. 
But if, if I talk about something that just happened to me or just happened to them, then we'll have a nice little conversation. And for even if it's for 15 minutes, the rest of the world's a little more quiet and you just kind of, you know, chat. Uh, Much less stressful. I've, I've got to wrap this up because I've got another podcast in 15 minutes. So oh, anything you geez. want to plug, podcast, website, social media, Pornhub, channel ID, whatever. Uh, I, I, yeah, everybody can go to check out my podcast anywhere they got podcasts just called jeff needs help it's just a random interview podcast it's new uh i just have interesting people on like yourself and we talk about uh what they like you know interesting things and they they tell me about it and then i've got some you know there's some new stuff coming up but they can find me if they you know it's not hard to find people anymore on facebook and podcasts and all that so so anything else you want to plug before i stop the call i'll say about the end but i'll just stop the recording first no, I just want I just want to say thank you. This has been an absolute pleasure. Fantastic. Thank you very much. I'm going to press stop and I'll say goodbye.